the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to this 820 AM The Word broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. Welcome to Heart of the City. I'm your host, Adrian Tijerina, Director of Local Ministry here at 820 AM The Word. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today is a very, very special program. We have so much to cover, and I am joined today by two spiritual giants here in the Seattle area. Beth Burns, Executive Director of Abundant Life, located right here in Washington, and Ezekiel Bambolo, Executive Director of Antioch Adoptions, two amazing ministries serving communities right here in Washington. I'm just so excited to have you both here in the studio today. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Before we get to our conversation about the Love Life Conference coming right here to Washington, listeners can get more information by going to lovelife.org forward slash Washington Conference. That's lovelife.org forward slash Washington Conference. Ezekiel and Beth, I'm so excited to have you here in the studio. So to get started, I'd love to hear from both of you uh, how you are serving in your different capacities and how you've gotten to know one another. So uh, I am the director of Abundant Life, like you mentioned, and our whole ministry is um, really dedicated to serving nonprofits. Uh, We are the nonprofit to nonprofits. So in our quest to learn about these different uh, gospel-centered pro-life organizations in Washington State, we came across Antioch years ago, years and years ago, and they've been on our website, and we've wanted to meet them and work with them. And finally, one of our mutual friends with Healing Hearts uh, Ministries uh, made the connection, and I, I got Zeke to come to a lunch, and, <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> the, the scary part, though, that I do have to bring up is, is Zeke's not a, a short man, and this was my first time meeting him, and I said, I'll buy lunch, and the first thing he said to the waitress was, what's the biggest thing you got on the menu? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> Anything that involves food over conversation is a win. Amen. So... If she brought food to the table to get us introduced, I was all in. She didn't have to sell me anything else. (laughs) But uh, I'm so happy over the last few years of this work that God's called us all to, but that's God called me into selfishly to have a chance to work with Beth Burns and Abundant Life. And uh, I don't think we've ever had a partner like that ever in our existence, 22 years that we can say that we trust them wholeheartedly. We've done some projects together in our community that have been very meaningful projects, and it's created an opportunity for us to really enjoy what God's doing despite the challenges we face every day. It's given us a chance to enjoy what God's doing, smile and laugh about our work, but serve the people and serve our Lord wholeheartedly. And so I... I'm so thankful for Abundant Life. And Antioch Adoptions is here. We've been here for 22 years doing this work, trying to provide fee-free adoption services. Our goal for every child that we touch is permanency. And uh, we see a lot of the winds changing, which we'll talk about later in this conversation. 
Uh, and if I want to just throw a little dart at this conversation, what are we doing in our community? We're right now facing this new wave of whether or not the state of Washington does away with adoption and focuses more on guardianship. Mm. And knowing how many kids are aging out of foster care in this state, especially 25,000 in this country a year, uh, we are not really still addressing the primary needs or the prioritized needs of the children. We're addressing finances and state you know, budgets and everything else, mm-hmm. and we're trying to move away from permanency and stability in the lives of these young people that are so desperately needed and talk about guardianship. And that's going to be a huge rock in our way as mm-hmm. we move forward in a godly desire to provide stability for the lives of young people who are ending up in our streets, right? So... Uh, that's the kind of work that is like, <laughs> that's the work you you don't do unless God's involved. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of work I want to be involved with. That's the kind of work I want to call my career. And I smile every day thanking God for the opportunity and having the right partners. Abundant Life, KGNW, mm-hmm. you have us here. Uh, and we couldn't say thank you enough uh, because uh, God is doing something big. The winds are changing in a variety of different directions, but God's the same. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, I do truly believe that God is just on the move in so many different ways. And hearing about what's happening is just so encouraging because I feel like, you know, as somebody who, who, who loves the church, uh, I do feel like we're all just emerging from that sort of post-COVID, you know, sleep. <laughs> we're all learning what it's like to be the church again, to, to, to be engaged with what's going on around us. And, you know, I've had the pleasure of in, uh, interviewing both of you for Heart of the City. And, uh, you know, before we get into a conversation directly about Love Life, the conference that's coming right here to Washington, I did want to ask you both maybe just in your own observations about what's going on here in the Pacific Northwest and around the nation – what do you feel like is the, the greatest need? Uh, yeah, just in your opinion, what's been the greatest need? Beth, if you could go first. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's interesting. There's a lot of answers that I could give. But the reality is and the reason that, you know, working together with um, with Zeke and with KGNW and with all these other partner organizations we have is crucial is that the hope of the church mm. is what's needed the most. We could do a lot of nice things. There's a lot of tangible needs that do need to be met. They're, they're legitimate needs. But, you know, Jesus said, give them a cup of cold water in my name. Mm-hmm. That was a very clear uh, part of that instruction is that we could meet needs. Um, you know, we don't want to say go be warm and well-fed but not yeah. meet needs. Mm-hmm. But uh, on the inverse, we also don't want to meet a lot of needs, make people as comfortable as possible, and then and really keep back from them the keys to the kingdom, the only hope that they really need. And so, like you said, after this kind of post-COVID era, um, the church has got to re-engage. People need to remember what it's like to get outside the four walls of their home and then the four walls of the church. And then Mm -hmm. it's this journey that God brings all of us on really to break our hearts. We have to be willing to let him break our hearts for what breaks his. And in this particular instance, um, the shedding of innocent blood grieves a holy God. And mm-hmm. we know that to be true. The scripture is so clear. A lot of people have heard Proverbs 24 says, rescue those that are being taken away to death, hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. But I think we skim over sometimes the next part that says, if you say, behold, we did not know this, does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay man according to his work? So while we don't believe that our salvation is works-based, we certainly uh, have a great, great motivation to thank him for the great grace um, and goodness that he's given us and to work to mitigate uh, so many wrongs in our culture and show the love and, and hope that Jesus has given each of us. 
Yeah, I think for all of us, you know, when we are overwhelmed by what we see on the news, you know, we we're just every day we we have this more and more information. And I know, uh, just a personal confession, I know there are times when I I do willingly choose not to learn more about something. Yeah. And it, it's just because my I've got so much going on with my wife, my kids, my my ministry, all that kind of stuff. That sometimes I'm like, I just you know you 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 get this uh, um, feeling that you just want to kind of clam up or just gonna go back in your shell. But I think you're right. Is that you know we really do want to be in tune with with what God is doing and how God is is breaking that mold a little bit mm-hmm. because you know uh, and leaning into the Spirit's work in that way. You know I, I feel like. You know, uh, it's easy for us to to hear a topic that's difficult and then just to walk away from it, whether it's adoption, whether it's just being pro-life, you know, and and helping people in their times of need. Uh, I I think that the the best thing for us to do is to lean into the heart of God uh, rather than just, you know, go away from that. So, Zeke, what's what's been one of the biggest challenges you've seen here in your ministry? I'm not even sure I want to use the word challenge because I didn't want to miss that bus that you know vessels just driving. Um, I'm on my word is unity mm-hmm. and the timeliness of that unity. And I give you a couple of silly things, but it's important. What is a boy from Africa doing here in America talking about adoption? <laughs> my story from my birth had this adoption story in it. But I think the timing of what's going on with the church, as you asked that question, and this word of unity is the timing of God to promote a sense of unity like nowhere else right here in our backyard in Seattle through Abundant Life and what they're doing with their network of resources available for, oh, my goodness, Roe v. Wade just happened. Is that coincidence? Mm -hmm. In my mind, and the way I see God has worked in my life Mm -hmm. through variety of challenges, including civil war, since you asked about challenges, God never works in coincidence. Mm -hmm. His timing is always perfect. Mm -hmm. The question is, are we prepared as the church to be unified for such a time as this to do the the great work that he's called us for? Even Daniel being pulled into captivity didn't, you know, he served in a very controversial, if you want to call it, arena. As a Christian, as a God-fearing Christian, but the time that he needed to be available was, that was God's timing for him. So there's an air of unity around our area here, whether we're talking about Pastor's Luncheon or we're talking about Antioch Adoptions, Abundant Life, KJNW. That's an air of unity right now that God is creating on the pro-life issue for such a time as this, especially beginning the back door right here in Seattle in our own back doors. Are we prepared as the church to unify and not be cowarding away from, yeah, some pretty difficult conversations, but no matter what the difficulty is, if we are walking with a God who's much bigger than anything, any of us, and, you know, in other words, we're trying to fit into his world rather than fit, into our, fit him into our world, then this is the time to unite us to church, parachurch organizations, quit looking at our egos and our logos, mm-hmm. and go do the work. Mm-hmm. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we're both in this uh, conversation because of a conference that's coming up. I'd love for you guys, if you could just summarize, uh, what is the Love Life Conference? If you could just let our listeners know what that is and what they can expect. Uh, I know that the date for that conference is October 1st. So uh, we're coming up on that date. And I wanted to inform our listeners of what the conference is and what they can expect. So this is a pro-life conference for the church in Washington. (laughs) 
<laughs> who would have thought in Washington? I don't think uh, I've talked to a lot of people that we've ever had a pro-life day-long conference of any sort. I think there have been some smaller events, but not a day-long event of this scale. So we are uh, really marveling at God's perfect timing, like Zeke said, that um, about a year ago he inspired the idea of this conference, and it seemed a little crazy, but we, we started down that path. And who could have known that just months after Roe v. Wade was overturned that we'd be hosting this conference in unity and uh, with some great, great speakers. So it's really just a place for the church in Washington to get educated, equipped, um, and encouraged. We need to be encouraged on this issue. This is a hard, hard thing to face. It's been happening for um, 50 years, and it's time for us to stand up and, and, and try something different. <laughs> so that's really what this is all about. We've got some really fantastic speakers uh, lined up, including Eric Metaxas. He's a New York Times bestselling author of uh, a very well-known Dietrich Bonhoeffer mm-hmm. biography, as well as um, William Wilberforce. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also uh, previously a writer of VeggieTales, which is really important to people in my generation. <laughs> He's, he's also a programmer right here on, on our station. Right. Yeah, yes. he's got a program on, on KGW. Hi, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that is going to be fantastic. Really, his Wilberforce biography was used very early on in my ministry journey to just stoke the flame that God had lit. Uh, man, what an encouraging story that was, and he did such a beautiful job with it. Really, really engaging speaker. And we've got Dr. Anthony Levitino. He was a former abortionist for many, many years, uh, did late uh, late trimester abortions before he had a conversion experience, and wow. the Lord led him out of that dark pit. And now he speaks out on behalf of these little ones and gives some perspective on what it's like to work in that industry. Really important perspective for people to hear. Um, Seth Gruber, a pro-life speaker and apologist who has a, a powerful, powerful and unique message. Um, so it's going to be a challenging day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an encouraging day. It's going to be, uh, there's going to be some worship and some um, some really exciting opportunities to connect with ministries that are doing this work in our area as well. Yeah, and I think that's the one that I love to really echo uh, coming back with what Beth has already said is I don't see anywhere in the country that has the collection of resources that our churches and our parachurch organizations need to learn about ASAP. Not only are they here, um, and we can talk about the different uh, uh, pregnancy resource centers and everything else, but there are other things. Beth always says it this way, that um, she we did a video where she was talking about being from behind the scene and watching young moms in crisis go from one organization to the next, being helped in the different resources that are necessary because the pregnancy resource centers cannot do it all by themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's the beauty of knowing that, she, like she says, all of these are working together and for her benefit, and she has no clue behind the scenes that that's what's happening. All she knows is for her need, her crisis right now, she is getting the benefits that she requires, right? So... Um, I, I hope that the conference brings even more to the forefront, that there's already a huge wind blowing of unity uh, amongst uh, organizations working for this purpose. And God's in the middle of it, right? And it's exciting to be right there. Uh, we attended the first ever conference, Love Life Conference in California, and it was a great, I mean, we sat, we kept bumping each other, elbowing each other the whole time about what we were <laughs> listening to and how it was going. But we looked at each other and like, is Washington ready for this? And we committed, ready or not, here we come. (laughs) You know, and so Beth and I, again, it's been such a joy to work together and just see what God, you know, is doing in and through our lives as friends, but also our ministries and our staff. And they're all in the battle with us. And now the churches and KGNW, I mean, God's opened us some tremendous doors that we did not envision 
sitting in that conference a few months ago, mm-hmm. and here we are. Because yeah. you know what? In advance, he'd already prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I would like to mention, too, and just thank Cedar Park Bothell um, yeah. mm-hmm. right up front because we were looking for a venue. We had a great partner that was looking like it would be a good fit, but the date conflicted, and so we, we panicked maybe a little bit. I panicked. Zeke's cool. Cool as a cucumber. <laughs> I panicked a little bit, and uh, we reached out to Cedar Park, and immediately – got a yes and we're like well we didn't even really tell you what this how could that be you know we were a little suspicious and as we uh went down to the office and, and took a tour of the church and learned a little bit more um god had already spoken to jay smith and already let him know six months before that he would be hosting this conference wow. and we just happened to show up and ask and he that's why we got a quick answer is miraculously that he, true he's not lying <laughs> wow. so we just kind of looked at each other with our mouths gaping grinning like god is just so wow, cool and they have been absolutely amazing they are so on board as part in this conference and doing so much to make this happen and go seamlessly. And we're just so thankful for that. Amen. So churches, parachurch ministries, you know, radio stations, the, the body of Christ is doing its job. We all have a very different role, but man, it's beautiful when it all works together. That's so cool. And if you're just tuning in right now, we are talking about the Love Life Conference coming right here to Washington. If you want more information, you can go to lovelife.org forward slash Washington Conference. That's lovelife.org forward slash Washington Conference. The date is October. October 1st, so you still have a little bit of time if you'd like to register for that. There is availability for watching online as well as attending in person, but you don't want to wait. So go to lovelife.org forward slash Washington Conference. It's going to be happening at Cedar Park Church in Bothell. Uh, You heard that. Just an amazing church, a beautiful campus, so much room. I mean, it's a gigantic place. (laughs) I drove by and I saw a a sign for a community event. I was like, oh my gosh, this place is amazing. (laughs) So if you are listening to me and you want to be plugged into this conference, don't wait. Go to the website, register today. Uh, If you can't make it in person, register for online. I've attended online conferences, and I've been tremendously blessed. Uh, Sometimes it's it's good to not have the distraction um, of going and, you know, packing up the kids and everything. So you never know how you might be blessed there. So go to lovelife.org forward slash Washington Conference. Well, For both of you, I I did want to kind of get your opinion on something that's been happening more recently. You know, obviously we've seen a recent uh, Supreme Court ruling that's that's really sent this whole nation into a new uh, a new place. You know, we're seeing that uh, maybe the responsibility for for pro-life, you know, thing is is coming down to the state level. And we're also hearing some senators really speak out against pregnancy resource centers and things like that. Just wanted to kind of get your perspective on that that topic. I mean, uh, obviously, this conference is going to be leading people to be equipped to have those conversations. But just from your opinion, what do you think about the the recent kind of uh, conversation that's happening? Our generation have had a struggle being able to protect the life of the unborn uh, for a person who is working in the adoption space and seeing how um, difficult it is for us uh, way back when and even now to be essentially squeezed out of a, a work that we so heavily desired to do because of the cost for uh, adoption to hear that there is a desire within our culture and our community and from our politicians to even consider the idea of criminalizing pregnant, because that's what you're doing. If you're trying to eliminate them, there must mm-hmm. be something going on that you believe is criminal, that you think pregnancy resource centers should be shut down. And I heard some of those conversations by some of our politicians uh, who are really uh, essentially talking about the fact that it's the, that these women go to these pregnancy resource centers and they're being perjured. 
I think that is pretty sad for uh, a, a Christian formed nation to be so, lack uh, of a better term for me, abusive, right? But maybe the scripture tells us that we will come to this point and we need to kind of really believe that God's word is eternal and it's true and it's factual and we're seeing it in our days and we kind of have our mouths drop open like, oh, are you kidding me? This is happening. But it's real. That's the nature of sin. It leads to death. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, as believers, as pro-lifers, we celebrate the overturning of Roe v. Wade. We understand this doesn't change the legalities nationwide. There's a lot of people saying things like, well, abortion's illegal now. Um, it may be very soon and, and is in a few states, but every state is now going to have that power, and the power belongs to the people. So I think we should celebrate, no matter what um, side of the aisle that we land on, that that, that power now is mm-hmm. given back to the people. Um, how has this changed what we're doing? I hear a lot of people saying to me, well, this doesn't change anything for Washington State. I had a couple of people really depressed even after it changed because we live in Washington State. And I said, I said, no, this changes everything for Washington <laughs> State. If a Goliath like Roe can fall, our God can do anything. We knew that. We know that. But now we feel it a little bit differently. Yeah. There's hope that's springing up. And I want to just encourage anybody that might be listening, don't take that um, that line from the devil that it's really not going to matter to Washington State. It matters deeply. Mm-hmm. And really where that where this movement starts, where it always has started, is within the church. The church is the most powerful living organism on the planet. Mm-hmm. And the church in Washington State is no exception. And if we will stand up and engage in this issue and give it our full attention and love these moms and babies well, um, we'll change that narrative. It'll take some time. It's been uh, spun long enough that it's kind of going to take some time to, to detangle it and to really show people the truth of what the church has been for the last 2,000 years for the widow, the orphan, uh, for science, mm-hmm. for <laughs> so many mm-hmm. of these things that you know, we're treated like knuckle-dragging Neanderthals, mm-hmm. like we don't think about science or any of these other things. You know, yeah, yes, we do, and we can stand very proudly on that. So, as far as the the pregnancy clinics and any other uh, pro-life organizations being shut down, I think it really reveals uh, the left's position, um, at least the uh, the extreme left's position, that it's not really about choice. If it were, then they would be perfectly happy to have these mm-hmm. wonderful pregnancy clinics. They do beautiful work, and they're mm-hmm. so dedicated to their clients. And I think most of their clients have a more pleasant experience than they do at a regular doctor's office mm-hmm. because they do such a fabulous job uh, in their field. And well, you know, as we wrap up our conversation, I wanted to ask you both one last question. Uh, about the conference. If there's one thing that you're hopeful for, an outcome from this conference, what would that be? Uh, Zeke, if you want to go first, just Ooh, what's, your greatest, what's your greatest hope for this, uh, for this conference? You know, I just heard of an opportunity to have a huge collection of youth sitting in the audience of the conference, but hopefully we'll get a chance to give them even a special uh, case of having them speak directly with some of our prime speakers, and we can make that happen. I'm talking about, you know, I think we we could see several hundred youth, all right, for a conference mm-hmm. like this, which is on some pretty difficult issues of our culture, very uncomfortable for a lot of, you know, all of us to deal with, much less our youth to understand. I'm excited about the, the, the future of the church. And Beth, for you, what's, what's your greatest hope for this, uh, for this conference? Yeah, well, if I can just uh, attack on the end of that, you know, this is the, the post-road generation. I think Students for Life has been using that tagline for a while. And I'm like, wow, it 
It's actually here. It's it's true. We woke up the morning after June 24th in the post-road generation. So I'm I'm very excited about that aspect. Um, you know, I I really believe that uh, abundant life was birthed for the purpose of encouragement. Uh, this is an issue that a lot of us have shut down for for years. I shut down. I didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to hear about it. And uh, God really just enlarged my heart when I when I was broken over it uh, to a place that it couldn't have been before. Uh, so it sounds weird that encouragement would come from that, but really encouragement is to give courage. It doesn't always mean warm, fuzzy, happy butterfly and rainbows, which is maybe how I viewed it you know, previously. <laughs> it's we need to be given courage and being able to see and hear from people that are engaging in this well um, is a massive encouragement. It has been to me. I'm so grateful to get to work with people like Zeke and the many other directors of all of our organizations that give me courage every day to live my life for Jesus and to keep him central in all things. Um, so that's that's really my greatest hope is for encouragement for the church, that they really would see that there is hope and that that would move them and spur them to action, whatever that is in their life. Amen. Amen. Well, Beth and Zeke, thank you so much for all that you do and coming here into the studio to talk about the Love Life Conference coming to Washington. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having us. It was a pleasure. (laughs) Well, mark your calendars for October 1st because Love Life Conference is happening at Cedar Park Church in Bothell. Registration is online and there are live stream tickets available for a low price. Trust me, you do not want to miss this conference. So go to lovelife.org forward slash Washington Conference. That's lovelife.org forward slash Washington Conference. You've been listening to this 820 AM, the word special heart of the city. For more information on how your pastor or your ministry can be featured on 820 AM, the word, go to thewordseattle.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.